Okay, today's daf is Babakaba daf Memches. We are holding on daf Mem Zayin Amin Beis. We are about five lines from the end of the page on Mem Zayin Amin Beis. So the first thing uh, we're going to discuss is uh, we're going to talk about whether the Baal HaChatzar, who gives permission to someone else to enter the Chatzar, accepts responsibility for any damage that happens to that person that's entering, to that animal that's being brought in, or the person that's entering, or is he just accepting that I'm not going to hurt you, but uh, not that he's going to protect them from outsiders. The Gemara is going to have two rayas on that issue. Then the Gemara is going to talk about it when a woman who came into your Chatzar, either to bake or to grind wheat, Bereshus, you gave permission to come, whether she's chayiv for damage done to your animal, if your animal comes over and eats that bread or eats that wheat and gets hurt hurt by it, and so in which cases would she be chayiv, which cases would she be potter, what would determine that halacha then toward the bottom of the Amud, the Gemara is going to have four different statements of Rava, relating to halachas of someone who trespasses who goes in, Shalom the Gemara is going to have three different explanations why an animal that falls into a bar and kills a person is chayiv bekofer if he's uh, normally only a mur, is chayiv Kofer. So what does it mean? An animal falls into a bar, kills a person, would be chayv kofer. You'd imagine that it's not a muad to do that, to just fall into a bar. And then at the end, the Gemara is going to have a stira within a single brisa, whether rishus to enter implies responsibility to watch. Meaning when I give you rishus to enter, does that mean that I'm also taking upon myself responsibility to watch and protect? There's going to be a stira in a brisa. The Gemara is going to have three resolutions to that stira. So let us get started. We are holding at the two dots, five, six lines before the end of the page. Ibailu. Hecha de Kabale Nitirusa Mahu. Dinaf Shehu de Kabale, or Dilmafin Tirusa de Alma Kabale. When you're Makabel to watch it, to protect it, does that mean that you're only accepting Dinaf that your ox won't gore the, uh, the, 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 the person or the animal that comes in, your dog won't bite it? Or do we assume that Kabale Nitirusa is not only Dinaf but it is the Nitirusa uh, de Alma that you're going to protect? even from outsiders having anything to do with it or, or causing any damage. So says Gemara, let's try to bring Rayas. Tashima, Raya number one. Tani Ravida Bar Simon Benizakin de Beit Karna. Ravida Bar Simon taught in the Nizakin of the House of Karna, the, the Nizikin Shir in the uh, Ismajit of Karna. Hichnis Peros of Lechatzer Balabayas. If someone brings his uh, Peros into someone else's yard, Shalobershus, without any permission, Ubashar, Mimakam Acher, and not the Balabayas, some other shar comes from some other place, and he eats those peros, potter. Balabayas is potter from uh, paying for the damages of the peros because you came in without permission and you dumped the peros. But but if he gave you permission to come in, then chayiv, then there's going to be chayiv. So man potter man chayiv. Who are we talking about that would be potter or chayiv? So like we translated it, lav potter balchatzer v'chayiv balchatzer. Isn't it saying that the balchatzer, the owner of the chatzer, is the one who's going to be potter or chayiv? And therefore, what we're saying over here is that if I brought in my peros then if they get damaged, you're going to be potter from paying. But if you gave me permission to bring my payrolls into your field, even though someone else, an outsider, came and damaged them, you're responsible for the damage done by the outsider. Because by giving me rishos, you're guaranteeing me protection, not only from your own animals, but even from outsiders as well. So isn't this a raya, that that's, what, that's what's implied, that you're protecting even from, uh, from outsiders as well? Tulsa says, well, wait a second, even if so, 
even if the Baal Chatzar is the one that's high, that's at the bottom, shouldn't the owner of that shor, whoever he may be, that randomly came in and ate these payrolls, shouldn't he ultimately be the one that has to pay the price? Shouldn't you go to him to claim the money? Well, maybe the owner of that shor is not someone who would ever have to pay for something. He's a cherishat of a katan. That's what we have later on, that pigias and ra'a, that if you, you don't want to get into a nazikin dispute with a cherishat of a katan, because you always lose. So they're never going to have to pay if their shor does damage. Inami, zayit from Balachatzer, Balachatzer from Balashar. Or maybe, you know, Chinami says to us, really, you can go to the Balashar, but it's not my problem to go to the Balashar. If I'm the Balaperos, I could just go directly to you, the Balachatzer. It will be your problem to then go to the Balashar and figure it out. So, anyways, says the isn't this a proof that when you tell me that I'm allowed to come in, that you're accepting responsibility for anything that might happen when I'm in there, even if the damage happens from an outsider? Amri, lo, Pater Balashar v'chayev Balashar. When we say Pater v'chayev, we mean the owner of the shor who came and ate the fruits is Pater v'chayev. Wait a second, v'i Balashar, but if it's the Balashar that's going to be Pater, if, uh, if I came in Shalom Berushos, and Chayev, if I came in Berushos, my Berushos, my Shalom Berushos, Ika. What difference should it make whether I came in Berushos or not? The Balashar had no right to be there. He had no right to let a Shor go there. He's not the owner of the Chatzar. So what difference does it make whether you consider it Berushos or you consider it Shalom Berushos? It shouldn't matter at all. So says Mara Amri, Berushos, Havil Hashem Berushos HaNizik. If it's Berushos, then we consider that to be a Shem Berushos HaNizik, meaning if I have the right to bring my fruits there, then it's Ki'ilu, it's my Chatzar vis-a-vis the presence of my fruits. And what's the Halacha if Shem Berushos HaNizik, if you trespass into my property, your animal trespasses into my property and eats up all my food, the Halacha is V'Shem Berushos HaNizik, Chayeves. But you going to be chayv, but shalom berushos, if I didn't have a right to be there either, havila shem berushos harabim, then we would consider this to be a case of shem berushos harabim, v'shem berushos harabim, v'shem berushos harabim, petura, the Allah is that shem berushos harabim is going to be potter, you're not going to be chayv for the damages of shame that are done in rishos in, in harabim. The uh, Rashi explains, lashon gemar berushos harabim is lav dafka, doesn't mean literally in rishos harabim, kalamar lav bistei acher it just means it's not Berushos HaNizik, so for all intents and purposes that is the same status as Berushos Rabbim. So in the Chidushim of Rabbi Yileid Malin, he has the following Chakira, when the Torah patters Shein Berushos Rabbim, is that because there's a patur of a Chatzar She'eno Shalanizik Va'amazik? There's a patur that if it does damage anywhere other than the Rishos HaNizik or the Rishos HaMazik, like the Gemara said of Gimel, because Rishos Rabbim is Eino Shalanizik, so that's why there's a Pator, or is it that there's a special din of a Pator of Rishus HaRabim that from the Pasuka Stei Acher we, we exclude a Rishus Shal Acher She'en Rishus HaNizik and we also exclude separately a Rishus HaRabim. And he writes that according to the Shita in the Yerushalmi that's Mechaiv in a Chatzar She'en Rishus Shneim, the Pator can't be because it's Eino Shal Shneim, the Pator is Rishus HaRabim, is a special Pator Miyuchad for Davka being in Rishus HaRabim. And he brings a riot from the Rishonim that according to our 
Torah Gemara as well. The Petur of the Chatzar Sheinah Shoshneim is two separate dinam of Petur. There's a Chatzar Sheinah Shoshneim and a Chatzar that's a Rosh Hashanah. But in our Sugya, it sounds not that way, right? Our Sugya says Chatzar Sheinah Shoshneim and the Petur of Rosh Hashanah are the same thing. It calls it, as soon as we identify this Chatzar as being something that neither had right had a right to be there, we immediately call it a Rosh Hashanah. So it sounds like it's all one big Petur of Rosh Hashanah. Anyway, all of that was one explanation, um, one uh, proof, rather, whether it is when you give me permission to be there, whether you are accepting to protect whatever it is that I bring there. Second raya, says the Gemara, second and final raya. Toshima, hichnis shoro lechatzer balabayis shalob If you bring, if I, if I bring my shor into someone else's chatzer without permission, ubashar mimakom acher v'nakhel, and then a shor comes from somewhere else and gores my shor, potter. He's going to be potter. Vim hichnis b'rishos, but if I had a right to be there, you allowed me to bring my shor there, then chayiv. So again, man potter, man chayiv. Who's going to be the one that we're saying that if I was there without permission is potter, and if I was there with permission is chayiv. Lav potter bal chatzer, v'chayiv bal chatzer. Isn't it the owner of the chatzer who we're saying is either potter or chayiv? So don't you see that the owner of the chatzer, if he gave me permission to be there, he's going to be responsible for any damage that happens to my shor, regardless of who does that damage, whether it's his own animals or even some outsider's animals that go and do that damage, because he's accepting to protect anything I bring in. Says Marlow, Pater Balashor Vichayev Balashor. When we say Pater Nechayev, we're actually referring to the Balashar, asks the Gemara, If it's the Balashar, same question we asked before, what difference does it make whether I had Rishos to be there, I didn't have Rishos to be there. Either way, it's certainly not his Chatzar, he certainly had no Rishos to be there. And we can't give the same answer we gave before. Before the answer was that whether it's considered Shein Berishos Anizik or Shein Berishos Ram, because that was a case where the animal ate my payros, but over here I didn't bring in payros. Now we're talking about a case I brought in the shore, and this animal gored my shore, so we're not talking about shame. So the, we're talking about Karen. So it says, that even a short tam, if the damage is done by trespassing and, and, and damaging an animal of the nizik and the rishos of nizik, so the uh, the halach would be pay nizik shalim. But berishos havilakerem b'chatzer nizik mishal nizik shalim, and therefore, if you gave me permission to bring my animal there, we consider that area to be um, my property for the purposes of me having my animal there. And therefore, when your animal damages, when when a foreign animal comes and damages my animal, that's considered karen berishos and nizik. He's going to have to pay full damages. But shalom berishos, if I didn't have permission to be there, havilak. Karen Bershusarabim, that would have the same status as Karen Bershusarabim, Vlomashan al Chatsi Nezek. And therefore, you only pay Chatsi Nezek, you don't pay Nezek Shalim. Fine, says Martin. Now we switch gears to a similar topic of a woman coming, of someone coming in, Bershus versus Shalom Bershus, and how that uh, may affect the halacha. But now we switch to a case of a woman coming to do work in someone's Chatser. Hai, it's also the Mefa Bahubesa. A woman came to someone's house to bake. Asa Barcha, a goat came, Demari Debesa, a goat that belongs to the owner of the house, 
ate the dough that she was kneading, Chavil developed a fever, umis, and that goat died. So the goat died because it had uh, access to this dough, and the goat ate the dough, and that's what killed it. So Chayva Rava L'Shlume Demei Baruch, Rava said she has to pay for the value of that goat. So says, Isn't this against the sheet of Rav? Because Rav holds that you could say to the goat, you know, no one told you to eat, or the owner of the goat, no one told your goat to eat. It should have refrained and uh, not eaten anything, and then you wouldn't have had this problem in the first place. So says, Amri Hachi Hashta. How can you compare those two things? The words Hachi Hashta always mean faulty comparison, that it's a faulty comparison uh, that we're trying to make. Hasam Shalobirashus Lokabala in a case where I go in Shalobarashus, no one accepted to protect anything, uh, to protect the, the animal. So that's, uh, that, that's where you say, Hacha Berashus, but over here, when you're going in Berashus, Kabbalah He's accepting upon himself the, the protection of his animal, the watching over of his animal. If you look at Rashi, Hacha Berashus, Kabbalah the behemto of his animal, the time of the rubble, Av Mishum to suffer the man, the old Bereshus Kabbalah Tirusa, the behemos Balachatzer. It's not because he holds that someone who goes in Bereshus, the uh, the the is is accepting upon himself to guard the behemos of Balachatzer. The Iu the Shani Lel Kula Rabbanin Yivuka the Bal Kederos Ki Old Bereshus Lo Kabbalah Netirusa that he did not accept upon himself to watch. Vach Kud Mefarish Tamil Kamei Til Meifa Bayitz Niusa Vistal. We're about to explain what this is really about, meaning we don't really have a clear explanation. Rashi says we're about to see in a moment how baking is a unique activity that uh, that that will require tsnius, that will require privacy, because a woman will roll up her sleeves in order to bake, so she's not going to be dressed in the most appropriate fashion, and that's what really changes everything. Uh, the fact that it's understood that the owner of the goat is not going to be around when she's there. That's part of the deal of her coming there. That's why she's going to be chayiv when the goat gets killed from eating the dough, because the owner normally, by allowing her in, will try to protect his own animals from, from doing anything. But if, if, if the deal is that he's letting her in, but he can't be there, well, then she has to know that she has to protect that owner's animals. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's what the Gemara just flushes out right now. Why is this any different than a woman who goes to grind wheat by a without any permission? And the behema, the balabais, eats that wheat. Potter. So we say that the, uh, that the woman's going to be potter from any damage. That happens. Vim huska chayeves, and if uh, and, and 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 if she gets uh, damaged, then then chayeves. So it says more time shalobershus habershus pater. Sounds like the only reason is because it was all shalobershus. But if it would have been bershus, then uh, I'm sorry. The 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 the, uh, the, the balabayis is pater for the damage done to the woman's wheat. If the animal itself gets hurt from eating it, the woman's going to be chayiv, but that's only because the woman was trespassing. But habirushus, the implication is that if the woman was going in with permission and the animal gets hurt, gets damaged from eating that wheat, 
Potter, the woman's going to be Potter. So says Amri. So why is it that in the previous case of the baking, when she, when she's baking in a courtyard that she's allowed to be in, and the goat comes and eats it, the goat of the Balabais comes and eats it and dies, she's going to be chayiv for that goat. When she's grinding uh, wheat in a chutzar of a Balabais where she has permission to be, and the goat of the Balabais comes and eats it and dies from it, she's all of a sudden going to be Potter. What's the difference? So says Gemara. This is the difference. Amri litchan chitim kibin to when you're grinding wheat, it doesn't require any level of tznius in order to grind wheat. And as a result of that, since it does not require any level of tznius in order to grind wheat, it's understood that the balabais is supposed to stick around. And it's his responsibility to watch after his animals and make sure that nothing happens to them. But when it comes to baking, since that requires some privacy because she's going to have to roll up her sleeves to bake, so then it's her responsibility to, uh, to watch the, the animals. Now, the Gemara is very clear that a woman who comes to bake in the Chasr Balabais and the God eats it, that it's her problem because it requires and he has no business being there. So why can't he stand off in the corner and just uh, watch his goat in the corner and not, you know, just not look at the woman? So the Gemara Masatzbab Basra says that someone who, uh, someone who walks by when the women are omdosala kavisa, when they're doing the laundry, where also they roll up their sleeves in order to do the laundry, the Gemara says even if he, the Gemara talks about uh, what, what, what his status is of a person who walks by that area. And the Gemara says, well, idi ika darka achri, if he has another way to go and he's choosing to walk by that area on his own volition, on his own choice, Russia who? He's a Russia. He has no business putting himself in, in such an Isayon. Meaning it's not only forbidden for a person to actually look, a person, it's forbidden for a person to put himself in a situation where it's so easy to look. Even that, a person is not allowed to do. So that's what we're assuming over here, that if a woman is going to be with exposed arms in the Chatzar, it's not only the Balabais' responsibility to not look, it's his responsibility to not be there. And therefore, he's not going to be able to Watch his goat. The Taz in Choshemishvatim Shin Sadi Gimel quotes from the Marshal in the Amshel Shlomo that Bavonosenu are rabbin in uh, our countries, in Poland and Germany. People are not worried about this. People don't care. And even without baking, people are megalas And He says women wear sleeveless even without uh, without or short sleeves even without without baking. And he says uh, the if uh, such a maisa were to happen nowadays, it would be pashut the woman would be potter. Because the assumption would be that the Balabais would stick around. Meaning this whole din, that the, you make the assumption that he, he, the Balabais is not going to be there because <laughs> they're charats, how could he sit there while her sleeves are rolled up? Now no one would even have a havamina not to be there. So if that's the understanding in terms of Dini Mominus, so now the woman's going to be potter, she has the right to assume that the guy will stick around. Mishambura and Simonayne, those Kriyashma writes that um, the the uh, that that uh, that the yadeha yadayim shaliisha are not considered erva at all, but zra oseha. Even if it's regilin lelech megula kederach aprutzos, even if a woman typically goes with her arms exposed, like the prutzos go, still asi, still not allowed. It's still objectively erva. One is not allowed to say kriyashma in front of such erva. That's the discussion. Which parts of a woman's body are objectively? Erva? 
Yerva, which parts are subjective to society. That's the great chiddush of the Yorach HaShulchan, that a hair covering, although it's a requirement for a woman to cover her hair, the Yorach HaShulchan states very clearly, but it, one would be permitted to say Kriyashma in front of uncovered hair, because Lugabe, that halacha, is considered to be subjective erva and not, uh, not objective erva. There's also a discussion what exactly is called the Zroa, which part of the arm is called the Zroa, up to the elbow, including the elbow, past the elbow, what exactly is included in the Zroa, but again, that's, uh, not, really, that's not really our topic for uh, right now. Let's, let's go right to the Gemara. Hichnes Sharu Lechatzer Balabayis. Let's say a guy brought his shor into a chatzar balabayis. So the Gemara has four statements of Rava relating to going into someone else's property. Amar Rava, hichnas shor lechatzar balabayis shalob rishos. You bring your shor into someone else's chatzar without permission. The chafar babor shich lemaros, and your shor started digging in that chatzar. Bal shor chayiv beniske chatzar, or bal chatzar chayiv beniske abor. The owner of the shor has to pay for the damage that his ox did to the chatzar by ripping apart the ground in the chatzar. But the owner of the chatzar has to pay for whatever damage the boros in his chatzar caused. I Meaning, if he then invited company over without warning them about the boros, and they fell into the, their animals, fell into the boros, so he's going to be chayiv uh, for for the damage of the bar. I, why would he be chayiv? Doesn't the Torah say that you're chayiv only kiichra? Ish bar when a man digs a bar, and it doesn't that mean velo shor bar, not when a shor digs a bar. But over here, since he could have had the opportunity, he did have the opportunity to fill it, and he chose not to fill it. It's as if he's the one that dug the bar. Tosos points out, that we're trying to say that, that the, the owner of the chatzar should be potter because an animal dug the bar. He didn't dig it. Ask Tosos in Tomer Kolchkein, Di Lom Matin and Shar, Shayroy Lifter Balachatzer, Tavale Lemirmi Chiyuva Abalashar. Meaning, if we would not exclude Shar, and you know, if we didn't have this Russia, Shouldn't that be even more of a reason to exempt the Balachatzer? Right? We're exempting the Balachatzer with this drasha, Kiyachar Ishbar Velo Sharbar. We're trying to say the Balachatzer should be Potter because we have this drasha. Let's say you didn't have this drasha, and it was really Kiyachar Sharbar, that if a Shar digs a bar, the Shar is going to be Chayv. Well, then it would be even more obvious that the Balachatzer would be Potter because the owner of the Shar would have to pay. So, why is this drasha in any way a support? to the idea that the Balachatzer should be potter, or a kasha on the idea that the Balachatzer should be chayiv, Adarabah, without this drasha, it's even bigger kasha, why the Balachatzer should be chayiv. So it says, tells us, Yeshlam Radach, Yikamar, and everyone should be potter from, no one should have to pay for a bar that was dug by a shark. And that's what would exempt the Balachatzer. That there's like this automatic header, that if the bar was put there by a shark, then automatically no human being can ever be responsible for it. Um, uh, we say that uh, no, since it's his responsibility to fill it, it's as if the man himself dug the the bar. It says Tosos Adam 
He says, you know, even if someone else comes into your property and starts digging boros, it's not going to be that someone else's responsibility to pay for damage that happens in your boros. It's going to be your responsibility to pay, meaning the distinction is not really between whether a man or animal dug the bar. The, the icker point over here is that the owner of the chatzar should have filled it in. And his failure to do so is the mechayev for any nezek that happens in the bar. So it has nothing to do with, uh, with, with an animal digging it or a human being digging it, really. What the real, what the real relevant information is, is that he should have been the one that uh, that filled it in. So good. So that is the uh, that's that's the first. That's the first of the uh, of the four statements of uh, of Rava. Um, the uh, Rashi explains that the Balachatzer should have filled in the bar before he was mafkirit, because we're assuming that he was later mafkirit, and that because otherwise it's it's a bar shus, so it's his own rishus, and he's going to be pater because it's it's his bar, and when he's mafkirit afterwards, it's as if he's the one that's putting a takala in the rishus and that's why he's chayiv in this case bar in Agos of the Haron is medaktek that according to this, even if you're mafkir rishuso. Ubaro, your chayiv, if uh, according to the one who's mechayiv on a barbershus harab, and Rashi previously had said beferish that even if you mafkir rishusa ubaro, we're mechayiv him for putting takala in rishus harab. So the chayiv is not because at the time of the nezek the bar belonged to you. It was even if you're mafkir legamri, just by being mafkir a bar and your rishus simultaneously, you're placing a bar out there in a rishus harab. That is against shitas atosos. Was held that if you're mafkir your rishos, but not your bar, then you're chayev because the bar is still yours, and it's therefore your responsibility to fill it. But if you're mafkir the rishos and the bar, you're going to be pater. Why? Because at the time of the chafira, there was no iser. It was you dug it within your own rishos. Now it's not yours anymore. So there's nothing that we could be mechayev you for, says Tosos. So that's a fundamental machlokas, Rashi and Tosos. Now, second statement of Rava. Viyama Rava. Someone brought his shor into a chatzar balabayis without permission. Vihizik as balabayis or balabayis huzak bow. And either the shor actively damaged the Balabayas, or the Balabayas somehow became damaged, tripped on it or something, and got hurt from it, Chayev. But Ravat's Potter. But if it starts trampling around, then you're Potter. And it breaks things or something like that, sounds like you're going to be Potter in that case. Says the Gemara, what? When we show to Ravat's Potter? Because it starts trampling around, that's going to be a Petur? The ravats means that it, uh, it, 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 uh, it defecates and that ruins the kalim of the balabayas. We view the galalim of an animal, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the manure or whatever you call it, the excrement of the animal, we view that as a bar. And the halacha is, a bar is not high for kalim that are destroyed by the bar. So you can be putter on uh, the kalim of the balabayas that get ruined by that uh, excrement which has a status of, uh, of bar. From the Gemara, you see that Galalim are considered the bar of the Balashar, and that's why he's Chayv and Zikin. The Ravid, quoted in the Shittim Mubetzas, says, Well, if I dig a, if, 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 if my Shar digs a bar in your Chatzar, so he said, It's on the Balachatzar to fill that bar, and that's why you Chayv on any damages that, that's caused from that bar. So too, 
when it comes to galalim, when it comes to uh, excrement, we say the same thing that it's the balachatz. Shouldn't it be the balachatz's responsibility to clean up his chatzar? Meaning, if there is, if so, if he dug a bar, if the shor dug a bar, an actual bar in my chatzar, it's a balachatz's responsibility to fill it in. So the shor has a, uh, a metaphorical uh, bar by being matel galalim in my chatzar. So it's the equivalent of a bar. So shouldn't it be the balachatz's uh, responsibility to fill it in? And if he doesn't do that, shouldn't he? Shouldn't, shouldn't it be his fault if he's the one that gets hurt? So that's the Ravid's kasha. So says the Ravid from uh, that when we said previously that the Balachatzer is one that has to fill the bar. That's because the Balashar paid him for the, uh, the for for for. Uh, um, that's because the Balashar paid him for the shar being mazik in the chatzer. And since he didn't fill it in, he was mafkir as rishos to the bnei rishos and other people came and got damaged. He's going to be chayiv. Because once you paid him for that chafira, and then later on he was mafkir, that rishos, it's as if he himself has dug that bar, because it's become his by being compensated for that. But by hatolas kalalim of the shar, no one's paying the balachatzer for the hatolas kalalim of the, of the shar, because it doesn't ruin the chatzer at all. So no one's paying him for it, and that's why he never, the, the responsibility never transfers over. Says Marwell, okay, this is a nice explanation, hanichol Shmuel, if you assume like Shmuel, kol takala bar, who if you assume that any takala that's left out there has the status of a bar. El Rav, Michael Rav, any takala is automatically a bar and that you actually have to be mafkirit, then what are you going to say? So says, Ami mafkirlu. We make the assumption that stangalalim, people are mafkir, that they are mafkirit in the, uh, wherever it is. Third statement of Rav, you go into the Chatzabalabais without Rishos and your Mazikim or he's trips over you, so you're going to be Chayv. Hiziko Balabais, Potter. If the Balabais damages you, then he's going to be Potter. So, Fractosos on the bottom That isn't that obvious that if I'm chopping wood in my own backyard and you trespass into my backyard and a piece of a splinter shoots off and hits you. I'm Potter. We know that already. That's from Parakam and Niach. What are we teaching new over here? What's Rava teaching? So it says, Maybe that's because when I'm chopping wood, there's a double suffix. Maybe no one will trespass, which is a nice assumption to have. And also, maybe wood won't even shoot out. So the, 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 that's why I would have thought that you're Potter, because of the double suffix. So uh, says Rav over here, even when you don't have a double suffix, still it's going to be Potter. That's only if you didn't know that the guy was there. But if you knew he was there and you damage him, then you're Chayev for the damage that you caused to him. The reason for this is because the Nizik can say, I trespassed. I understand that. And that gives you every right to throw me out. What it doesn't give you the right to do is to beat me up. That you're not allowed to do. That doesn't give you... Trespassing is a, is, is, is a violation. I understand that. And that gives you the right to get me out of your rishos. But that's all it gives you the right to do. And this is Lushitasa. If they're both there, like they're both in the Rishos Rabbim, or they're both there, Shalom Bereshos, they go into someone else's private property. When they uh, damage each other, they're chayav, when they trip over each 
each other their potter. That's because they're both in the same boat. They each they either both have a right to be there or both don't have a right to be there. Aval but if one guy has a right to be there, the other one doesn't. The one who's there is potter. The one who's there shalom berushos is going to be chayiv. Meaning, the one who's there berushos is potter, whether he's mazik piyadayim or bain, or whether it's hazik Mela, But that's only if lo yadale. That's only if he didn't know that the other guy was there. Once you know the other guy is there, you're not allowed to go do anything to him. Tosas points out shneim berushos. Rashi explains is berushos means that they both are, are running in a Rishos Rab. And that's how Rashi understands Shalom Rishos. You have a right to walk in a Rishos Rab. You don't have a right to drive recklessly in a Rishos Rab. And that would be considered Shalom Rishos. This also is already a Beferisha Mishnah. We already know this. What's Rava adding? Meaning, you might, the case of Rishos is you're supposed to realize that if the guy let you come into his Chatzar, he may have let someone else come into his chatzar also. So therefore you should be cognizant of, of the possibility of other people. Or if you're a trespasser, that you're supposed to realize, just like you're trespassing, it might be that other people are going to trespass too. And that's why you're going to damage each other, because you should have realized that someone else might be there. That's what we're adding to the Mishnah. Okay, We had said that if an animal falls into the bar and it ruins the water in the bar, dries up the water in the bar, or ruins the water in the bar, he's going to be Chayev. So Rava, a fourth statement of Rava, That's only if the water gets ruined at the time that he falls in. But if the water gets ruined only after, then Nafila is Potter. My time, have a shore bar. The shore is viewed as a bar, Umayim kalim, the water is viewed as kalim. And a bar is potter on kalim and damages that are done to kalim. Says Yeah, you can you can get creative and call the shar a bar if every takala is a bar. But according to Rav, that not every takala is a bar. That you have to actually be mafkarit. Then why would we label this shar as a bar? No, the way to say it is as follows. That it's only if it's, if the water gets ruined from the guf of the shar, but if it only gets ruined from the reach of the shar, then uh, then then you're going to be potter. My time, that's considered indirect damage. And you're not chayev for grama when it comes to damage. Good. But then we said, if inside that bar, the guy's father, the guy's son was there, and the shark comes rumbling in, uh, and, he, uh, and, he, and he kills them, so the owner of the shark has to pay kofar. Why would he have to pay kofar? Isn't it by definition that he's a short tam, uh, that he's falling in a bar and falling on someone? So Gemara gives three explanations. One possibility is maybe it's a muad to fall on people in boros, and it keeps doing that. Well, then, shouldn't he be Chayiv Misa? How could he ever even, Rashi points out, Barakatalu the first time? How could he ever become a Moor? See, by Negichos, you could say that Katal Va'arak, 
or that it, it got away, you know, it killed and it could become a mort because it keeps escaping, or uh, people aren't mocking the shore, they don't know which shore it was, or something like that. But over here, the, the animal's not getting out of the bar by himself, so he, he's stuck there. So he can't run away, you know exactly which animal it is. How could it ever become a muad? So I'm Rav Yosef, and it saw grass by the, uh, by the opening of the bar, and it went to eat that grass and it fell. So it, don't, it, didn't, it wasn't trying to jump into the bar, but kofr shalob kafana, you pay, you would you, you, still have to pay. So even though the shore is not getting skila, you would still have to pay for that. So it says Gemara, uh, that's one possibility. Shmuel, I'm a second possibility. Maybe we're assuming like Rav Yosef, that even a Pays kofer, chazi kofer, but uh, that's what it's talking about. That he's going to pay chazi kofer. Ula Amar, Rabbi Yosi Aglili, Damar Krabi Tarfon, Damar Karen Bechatzar Nizik Nezik Shalim Mishalim, Hachnami Kofer Shalim Mishalim. That that uh, that just like Karen, when it's in Rishus Harabim, pays chazi Nezik. When it's in Rishus Hanizik, pays Nezik Shalim. According to Rabbi Tarfon, so too kofer Rishus Rabim is chazi kofer. Tam does does kill. It pays chatzik kofer. Bershus and Nizik would have to pay kofer shalim. So it actually means kofer shalim, not just chatzik kofer. Says Mar Bishlam Alula. The last answer works. That's why it says that the father or the son was there because it's Karen bechatzer Nizik by saying that it's the father or the son. It's their chatzer, and that's why you're paying kofer shalim. El Shmuel. But according to Shmuel, that the the second answer that it was uh, you're only paying chatzik kofer anyway, and it doesn't really make a difference where this happened, so it shouldn't matter which human being was in the bar, because it doesn't have to be the Chatzar and Nizik, it's only Chatzik Kofar anyway, so that's all I was trying to say, it's Chatzik Kofar, so the, the location is irrelevant, so why would it say that it's the father or the son that's in there? Because that's who's usually there, that's why it says that. So now it says, Rav Paskins like the Tanakama, Ushmuel Amar Hilchsa Karevi. And Shmuel says we Paskin like Revi. Normally the Allah is that we Paskin like Shmuel the Dine. When it comes to Dine Mamanis, we always Paskin like the uh, like the Shita of Shmuel. So when uh, when Shmuel says that the Allah is like Rebbe, so uh, that 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 he, you're not Makabal Shmira, even though you get, you let the guy come into your uh, to your chatzar, it doesn't mean that you're Makabal Shmira, that you're gonna you're gonna protect him, um, to, you're gonna protect the guy from from getting damaged. So normally you'd assume we'd pass in that way. Tulsa just points out that Sarachion, the Rav Kamalel Hichnashar lechatzer balabayis shelo berushos v'chav b'boshichnamars balashar chayiv miniske chatzer. Sounds like that when you let him in, the bal- there's going to be potter. But if it's like Rebbe, even if it's Bereshus, he should be Chayiv. Because according to Rebbe, the Balashar is always going to be Chayiv, the Stama. So, uh, so how could it be that uh, Shmuel is passing like Rebbe, and Rava is not passing like Rebbe, even normally we're passing like Shmuel Adina, Bedini. That's, uh, that's, that's Telsus Kasha. Okay, Tan we have a price. So this price is going to present a stira. It's going to present a fundamental problem for us. Says the Brysa. Um... I just lost the place. Yeah, Tarabam. Knos Sharcha Vishamru. Hizik Chayev Huzak Pater. If you say, uh, bring, bring your, your, shar, your Shar in and, uh, and you watch it. 
you know, I'm not going to watch it. You watch it when you bring your shor in. So then if it does damage your chayif, if it gets damaged, you're potter. Um, I'm potter from paying for the damage that it incurs because you're supposed to watch it. But if I say bring your shor in and I'll watch it, who's a chayif and then it gets hurt, I have to pay for that. Hizik, if it damages me, potter, you don't have to pay for that. I'm supposed to watch it. So it sounds like you have to be explicit, right? But what if you don't say anything? So the Gemara points out, that's a stira in the Brisa. Because the implication of the Reisha is that if you don't say anything, that's like I'm taking responsibility to watch it. And the implication of the Seif is that if you don't say anything, I'm not taking responsibility. But if you don't say anything, makes it sound like Minastam. I am accepting to watch it. But then in Seifa, the Seifa goes on to say, I'll watch it. The only reason that Allah is that way is because I took responsibility explicitly. But if I didn't say anything, it sounds like I'm not accepting any responsibility. That sounds like Rebbe, that you have to take explicit responsibility. So how could it be that the Rish is going like the Rabban and the Seif is going like Rabbi? Says Mar three answers. Amr Blazar Tavra, Mishanazu, Vashanazu. Why is that so hard? Yeah, the Rish is going like the Rabban and the Seif is going like Rabbi. Something, you know, that, that happens once in a while. Rabba Amar, no, Kula Rabban, the entire Bryce is going like the Sheet of the Rabbanan, like it sounds in the Rasha. That Mistama, your Makabal Shmira. When the Bryce says in the Seifa that you said explicitly you're being Makabal Shmira, I did the Nas of Rasha Shemaro, Tana Seifa Vaniashmirenu. It's just uh, trying to make a nice parallel, but you don't even need the Vaniyash Merenu. The Vaniyash Merenu is assumed. Rav Papa, our third approach, Kula Rebihi. The entire Bryce assumes like Rebbe, like it sounds from the Seifa, that you're only Makabel responsibility if you say so beferush. I Why in the Reisha do you have to say, you watch it? You, shouldn't, you should have said nothing, and it's understood that the Balashar has to watch it. The Brisa holds like Rabbi Tarfon for, for this different distinction that we're making. Rabbi Tarfon holds that Karen B'chatzer Nizik pays Nezik Shalim and not Chatzin Nezik. A tam paying Chatzin Nezik is only in Rosh Hashanah. Hilkach, therefore, Amar Leif, the Baal Chatzer, says to the Baal Ashar, Shemaro, you watch it, Lomakni Leimakom B'chatzer. He's not being Makna, a place in the Chatzer to, to put the Shar, and he's only giving him rights to be there in his chatzar, and therefore vavile karen bechatzar nizik. So it's going to be considered karen bechatzar nizik because you're in my chatzar. I'm not giving you any place in the chatzar. Karen bechatzar nizik, shalim nizik shalim. Karen bechatzar nizik pays nizik shalim. But But if you just leave it stam, you leave it unsaid. You never say you watch it. So it's true. It's understood that he's going to have to watch it. But by me not saying you watch it, I'm not only allowing you to be in my chatzar, I'm giving you, I'm being makna to you a portion of my chatzar. And that's make, that makes it a chatzar of partners. And Karen in a, in a, in a chatzar that's owned by partners only pays chatzinezek, does not have to pay nezek shalim. That's the, uh, the real distinction we're trying to draw, not the, uh, not the issue of Rebbe and, 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 and the Rabbanon. That's why we, get, we definitely gave the case of the Kabbalah Shmir Rastam. Tomorrow we'll pick up at the Mishnah.